Many disciples, both men and women, have taken leave and have gone back to the houses where they are guests or have set out for home again. On this wonderful afternoon in late April, only the true and proper disciples, and particularly those more devoted to preaching, have remained in Lazarus's house. That is, the shepherds and Hermas and Stephen, John the priest, Timonius, Hermastius, Joseph of Amos, Solomon, Abel of Bethlehem and Galilee, Samuel and Abel of Chorazim, Agapo, Asser, and Ishmael of Nazareth, Elias of Chorazim, Philip of Arbella, Joseph the boatman from Tiberias, John of Ephesus, Nicholas of Antioch. Besides the well-known women disciples, also Analea, Dorcas, Judas's mother, Mirtha, Anastasica, and Philip's daughters have remained. I do not see Mirgium of Jairus any longer or Jairus himself. Perhaps they have gone back to the house that offered them hospitality. They are walking slowly in the courtyards or on the terrace of the house, while almost all the women and all the old women disciples are around Jesus, who is sitting near Lazarus's little bed. They are listening to Jesus, who is speaking to Lazarus, describing the villages they have been through during the last weeks before their Passover trip. You arrived just in time to save the little one, remarks Lazarus, after hearing the story of the castle of Caesarea Philippi, pointing at the baby who is sleeping peacefully in his mother's arms. And Lazarus adds, He's a lovely boy. Woman, will you let me see him? Near me? Dorcas stands up and silently, but triumphantly, she offers her child to the admiration of the sick man. A lovely boy, really lovely. May the Lord protect him and make him grow healthy and holy and faithful to his Savior. I would rather see him dead now than know that he is not faithful to him. I can stand anything, but I could not bear my son to be ungrateful to the Lord who saved him says Dorcas resolutely, going back to her seat. The Lord always arrives in time to save, says Mirtha, the mother of Abel from Bethlehem. My son was just as close to death, and what a death, as Dorcas's baby. But he came and he saved. What a frightful moment. The very memory makes Mirtha go pale. So you will come in time also for me, will you not, to give me peace, says Lazarus, caressing Jesus' hand. But are you not feeling a little better, brother? asks Martha. As from yesterday, you look somewhat relieved. Yes, I do, and I'm surprised myself. Perhaps, Jesus? No, my dear friend, the fact is that I instill my peace into you. Your soul is sated with it, and that dulls the pain of your body. It is God's decree that you must suffer. And die, you may as well say so. Well, may his will be done as you teach us. From now on I will not ask to be cured or relieved. I have received so much from God, and he unintentionally looks at Mary, his sister, that it is just that I should repay for what I had with my submission. Do more than that, my dear friend. It is a great thing to be resigned and bear sorrow. But you can give it greater value. Which, my Lord? Offer it for the redemption of men. I am a poor man myself. I cannot aspire to be a redeemer. You say so, but you are wrong. God became man to help men. But men can help God. The deeds of the just will be united to mine in the hour of redemption. O the just who died ages ago, who are still alive, or will live in future, add yours as from now. 
It is so beautiful to merge with the infinite bounty by adding to it what we can give of our limited bounty and say, I am cooperating too, Father, to the welfare of my brothers. There can be no greater love for the Lord and for our neighbor than this ability to suffer and die, to give glory to the Lord and eternal salvation to our brothers. To save ourselves for our own sake, it is very little. It is the least degree of holiness. It is beautiful to save other people by sacrificing ourselves, to love to such an extent as to become a sacrificing fire to save our neighbor. Love is then perfect, and great will be the holiness of such generous souls.